It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno. I'm with Debbie Kiever today, and we continue to talk in this month of May about identity. We're calling this series uh, Identity Theft. You know, we're talking about ways that we can ensure that we will not be victims of identity theft. If there is one thing that our enemy is out to steal from us, it is who God says that we are and what he has called us and purposed us to be. And so as we have been discussing the fact that only the one who created us has the opportunity or really the ability uh, to define us, and also that we can't uh, base our identity on things good or bad that we have experienced in the past. Today, we're going to take it a little bit differently. We're going to talk about the fact that um, our purpose really is connected and tied in with our identity. And it's not based on, and you'll see, see where this conversation is going as we get further into it, but it's not based on the things we can do or can't do, right? It's all about what God says. So we're excited to continue this conversation. It has really been um, something that's been eye-opening to me. And honestly, I think it's preparing me for the next time God moves me into a new season to be even stronger than I have been in the past in him as I am refreshed uh, by these words that we've been seeing from the word of God. Our basis is, continues to be out of uh, Ephesians 1, 11 and 12, because we've not read it enough times in this month. <laughs> every day. Every, <laughs> every day. day. Every time. <laughs> You're like, good grief, Debbie and Laurie, find a, find a different scripture. But no, June. this is, this is, yeah, exactly. This is the scripture he has us sitting in, in Ephesians 1, 11 and 12 from the message. It's in Christ that we find out who we are. Now, for the record, we did focus on the identity piece more last week, you know, who we are. But today we're looking at the part that says, and what we are living for. It's our purpose. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us and he had designs on us. I love that phrase, mm. plans, right? He has very detailed plans for glorious living, part of the overall purpose. He's working out in everything and everyone. This scripture is so cool, Lara, because not only has he designed us um, with specific uh, gifts and interests and personalities, but he has planted in our heart uh, a desire to fulfill his purpose for us. Amen. And it's going to only come from him that we're able to figure out who we are and uh, what what we're living for. That's why do I wake up? Why do I start my day? What is the goal that God has for me? And ultimately, it's to bring him glory, is that people will look at our lives and the, the glory will be reflected up onto him to worship him. And they'll see something in our lives that says, I want what you have. And it gives mm -hmm. you that opportunity to be able to share about that personal relationship with Christ with a world that is craving knowing why they exist. Amen. Amen. You know, we talked last time about the definition, the dictionary, dictionary definition of identity, and it is the facts or the truth lived out about who you are. Now, we're also going to talk today about our purpose, like Deb has already shared, and the definition of purpose, according to the dictionary, is the reason for which one is created or exists. 
While we are all seeking purpose, right, it's easy for us to look in so many different directions in order to find our purpose when we are not focused on Ephesians 1, 11 to 12, to see that it really comes uh, from Christ. But it's easy for us, and I'm even thinking about myself in the times that I've searched for purpose in the past or, or looked for, God, what do you want me to do? Or, you know, how am I supposed to serve, whatnot? There are so many uh, avenues to try to find our purpose that the world offers. And we can, and all of these are, are good things, right? We wanna seek counsel. We wanna seek good counsel. We wanna talk to our parents or other trusted individuals in our lives that have seen us uh, grow and, and change and form. We wanna, you know, there are lots of opportunities to take spiritual gifts tests. There are uh, tests where you can test your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, there are a lot of different tools, I guess, for us to be uh, finding out what God's uh, plans are for us or where he is purposing us to be. But sometimes we look at these things, like especially things like strengths and weaknesses, and we can either limit ourselves or propel ourselves in ways that we don't necessarily need to go if we are going to just be uh, myopic on one particular thing in order to take us to where God is placing us to go. Our identity isn't based on our strengths and weaknesses. You know, our identity is based on his true you, right? His true us, his true me, who he created me to be. Um, his Our purpose is not based on these things either. Have you ever had somebody um, very well-meaning, very well-intentioned say, you are so good at this, Laura, you should be a fill in the blanks yes. right yes and and yes. they mean well and we have i know that i have done that uh in good in good faith just yes. tried to encourage somebody but ultimately again that's somebody else's opinion based on what they see in the present yes right sometimes your strengths um actually start off as uh like an area of weakness i look at paul's passion and his uh, enthusiasm for killing Christians. Mm. Someone would never say, "Why don't we build a church on mm. him?" Mm. You know, it's a bit. It's yes. like it's all. It's like misguided information because you're looking at a person that God has not dealt with yet, yes. and brought to a place of surrender. So when we look at our lives, there are tools that God has given you. These are areas that you are strong in. These are gifted areas that He has placed in you that are at different stages of development, but they're just tools to get to be used, to um, be used towards your purpose that he's created you for. They're not your identity. Your strength is not your identity. It's purely a tool. Now, the challenge with that is Satan will look at that and say, you are so good at, and fill in the blank, and get your focus shifted to the tool as opposed to the one who is... Um, the contractor, right? Who's telling you mm. what you're supposed to be building. And you can start, pride will start to kick in. You know, mm. I am very good at this. Mm -hmm. You are right. And Satan will make sure that you have five friends that tell you a lot. You are amazing at this. I've never seen anyone better. And pride starts to kick in. And now you're very, the very strength that God has placed in you actually becomes an area of weakness. Wow. Because you're about to fall on your face. Wow. On the flip, then you've got Satan who goes, you stink at this. 
Yes. You know, God will never never be able to use you because, look, you can't even open your mouth and speak. Yes. You are a failure in this area, so you should look for something else. And just because he's whispering these things, if we believe them, that's when we empower it. When we believe them, we can actually miss our purpose mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. and we need to come back to our identity and our purpose is not based on performance it's based on what his word says and if his word says that he's crafted us with strengths then we need to surrender them to him if he says in your weakness man i'm going to show off and show you how strong i am that's going back to his definition is most important Amen. Amen. I really love that. The idea of a toolbox, Deb, and and our strengths in that toolbox and how God's going to use it. Uh, I'm reflecting back on part of my own journey here. And it's it's interesting because I I wonder how many tools in our toolbox, um, like you said, the the Holy Spirit hasn't even made us aware of yet. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so we may see certain tools uh, but we may not see the tool, right, that he is going to use in that season that you're in. I remember I was 18 years old. I had been accepted to the University of Delaware, and um, my parents took me for, like, sign up for your major day. And we <laughs> great big, huge room. I remember super insecure teenage girl um, in, this, in this crowd of people. No idea what I was supposed to do. No idea at all. I knew sign language. That at least was, you had your roommate. Well, yeah, this is true, but I didn't even know you. This was the year before, but I did know who my roommate was going to be. Right. A, a huge tool. Thank you. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Honestly, praise God for that. You were a blessing and still are. Um, so I remember getting getting there and the only, I mean, if you were going to ask Laura Murray at that time, uh, what's the tool in your toolbox? The only tool that I would have seen was I, I knew sign language. I was fluent in sign language and I was able to interpret um, in case there was a need at the church with someone who needed uh, sign language during a service. So that was that was my strength. And I went to this uh, this event and I went up to a table and, and a lady said to me, well, what are you good at? Because she said, what do you want your major to be? And I said, I don't know. And she said, what are you good at? And I said, I, I, I literally remember saying, I know sign language. Like <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was, here's my toolbox. And there it is. Like I got sign language. And she said, oh, you know sign language. You need to go into special education. You should be a teacher, right? And so I, w- I said, okay. Again, insecure, right? Just lead me where you think I should go. So I said, okay. I signed on the dotted line. Laura Murray, special education major. She said, you know, for job security, you probably should throw in regular education too and take a double major. Okay, sign on the line, double major. I remember my parents and I got back in the car and we got on 95 and we were driving back up to Wilmington and I thought I was going to be sick. I was a young girl who, when I had to give any kind of talk in front of any place at, at school or whatever, I just remember being uh, wanting lying to my mom saying I was sick, I had to stay home. So I could not speak in front of people at all. And now I've just signed up for a life of speaking in front of people, you know, 25 people every day, eight hours a day. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, Lord, what have I done? Well, don't you know that what I thought was a weakness of mine was actually a tool that God was sharpening for a particular purpose. And signing up for a special education teacher 
put me in position for so many amazing events for the rest of my life that really purposed me to be where I am today. The fact that I am even talking right now to you on right. a podcast is, is shocking to me. It's shocking mm-hmm. to me. And so sometimes I think you know, like you just said, the enemy can deceive us that we think the strengths are where we uh, need to go because he inflates them or we feel prideful. And sometimes we have to look at other things that may be in the bottom of the box there waiting to be fulfilled. I think that's really where we got to follow the Holy Spirit's leading, um, you know, and, and put all these things before him because I would not be where I am today. I know that for a fact. If I had not jumped into that place that was a weakness, right? And allowed God to work through that weak place so that his strength could shine through in the place where my purpose was leading me. You made a a profound statement. The importance is that we are listening to the Holy Spirit's direction. Yep. Um, When we are really faithful to listen to him, um, he will give us the directions that we need. And they may not make sense at the time, but later on, you know, they start to come together. And I think of how God even used that woman, right? Oh, yes, you should be, right? Yes. That probably wasn't the best counsel. And yes. back then, honestly, I don't think they thought about all the um, uh, surveys you could take nowadays, right? right? Right, That would highlight things. It was more like, do you like frogs? And you can be a biologist, you know? It yes. Just, yes, I think they were doing their best with yes. what they had at the time. So true. But God still, because he's sovereign, he still worked through her. Amen. But the power and influence that you have um, in somebody else's life, when you speak into them, you man, first of all, we have to recognize that our words do carry significant mm-hmm. um, impact in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that we are really listening to the Holy Spirit before we go ahead and um, pour into somebody else. I think of Paul and Timothy. You know, Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy. And Paul was speaking into Timothy, this young man who had not done anything yet. You know, nothing, no books were written, no public speaking accolades or nothing performance-based. But it, he spoke into his life on purpose, the purpose of Timothy. And First Timothy 6, 11 and 12, wow, just listen to this in the passion. Timothy, you are God's man. Talk about like, I could just mm. see him smacking him on the shoulder. You are God's <laughs> man. That's your identity, right? Amen. So run from all these errors. Instead, chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life. That is purpose right there. To which you were called. Do you hear the purpose word again? And about which you have made the good confession before the multitude of witnesses. You know, whether it was Paul or John or Peter or Paul or Timothy, like any of these guys, or you or me, we are all part of this church the one church of jesus christ and we have one purpose that's right and and so here's paul speaking into timothy like he hadn't even done anything yet but look let's start moving towards the purpose that we do know ultimately is that you know god is going to pursue he wants to pursue you to have eternal life and then you're going to make a confession of your faith before other people you're going to be a witness that i know paul's like that i know that you need to embrace and run towards it. And as you do that, God is absolutely going to start to identify and stir up the gifts that are within you 
as you begin to pursue your one purpose. Amen. Amen. I love that verse, Deb. Anyway, I love First and Second Timothy a lot, but I love the fact that Timothy, Paul charges Timothy with his identity and his purpose. And if you go down a little bit more into the chapter there, the chapter ends, this is actually First Timothy 6 is the last chapter in First Timothy. And the very last verse right after this, and the very last verse of First Timothy is Paul saying, may God's grace empower you always. So you are God's man in your identity. You're not going to do it without God's grace empowering you. Your purpose, uh, eternal life, and the purpose that you were called, you're not going to be able to fulfill your purpose without God's grace empowering you always. We cannot live out our purpose without God's grace empowering us. So maybe that's even a prayer, you know, as we're seeking for purpose or we're seeking out identity and we're looking in the word. Part of the prayer has to be, you know, God, would your grace empower me always? Paul capped it off for Timothy that way. You know, this is also, uh, the Timothy books were also the last books, you know, that uh, Paul wrote. How amazing is it that these would be part of his final words to the next leader in the church? And like you just said, right, our, our, the church is all under one common purpose. Timothy and Paul were in it for the same purpose. They had different strengths, different weaknesses, but they had the same purpose. Well, I did a quick study um, about purpose because I just wanted to see uh, how does, you know, we're talking about identity and performance. How does purpose come into play or what goes into play with purpose in order for us to accomplish what we were called to do for God's glory and to build and expand his church. And so I saw that there was a a study done in a university in California, and they were looking at the difference between passion and purpose and how that connects to job performance. So this is in the job market, but it really just opened my eyes because I think this is also in our uh, pursuit of purpose and what we are called to do in the kingdom of God. Every time uh, that they followed, they followed 5,000 people. And when they followed an individual on the same job as the other 4,999 people, and it was a person that was extremely passionate about what they were doing, the group of people that were extremely passionate about what they were doing, um, they achieved a certain amount of, you know, we'll call it success because it was in the job market. But when they took the other test group, And they told them what their purpose was. And it wasn't about being passionate about pursuit of what they were involved in. It was more like giving them the purpose behind what they were doing. Their performance, their ability to succeed and accomplish what they were called to accomplish in that job, it it far outweighed or it far surpassed the performance of those in the group marked the passion group. And what they... What they studied out and what they saw was when it comes to fulfilling uh, what we are called to do, purpose trumps passion every time. Now, I don't know about you, Debbie, but I I personally uh, thought that was very surprising. <laughs> but the more yeah. I read about the study, I get why, and we'll share why in a minute. But I would have always thought, oh, you know, I'm passionate about this. And because I'm passionate about it, like, I am going to give it my all. I say that all the time. I'm so passionate about this. But the reality is that we can all have different passions, right? 
Passion is individualized. It, it can energize us in a certain way or it can isolate us because we get passionate about different things. We can even be passionate about our relationship with God in different ways. But purpose, when a group is given a purpose, a common purpose, it actually works to knit the group together. Purpose is something that we share. Passion is something that is personal. And so if you, you look at a, a group of people and they're all pursuing the same uh, passion, it's one thing. But when you give them the purpose behind what they are doing, we are going to see people who may not have been unified unite. People with different strengths and weaknesses coming together for the same purpose. Now let's bring that to the church, right? We just talked about the fact that you and me and Paul and Timothy, we all have the same purpose. What about when the church, it's time for the church to grow, when it's time for the church to expand, when we are to be living out our purpose? If we are following purpose rather than passion, what's going to happen to the church? We are going to move together, united, moving forward together as one body. I think of when the church at large focuses more on passion area, it does cause more division. Yes. Because even certain churches are, are I think, designed by God to focus on different ministries, different the personalities, different um, people groups that they're reaching and they're passionate about it. And you can become very critical of another church that's ministering just as powerfully, but in a different direction. So yep. passion, I think, does divide. Yep. Purpose unites. Yep. And you know, I... I'm guilty of that because how many times have I have I asked people when they are looking for you know where they're supposed to lead? I have said to them so many times, "What are you passionate about? Right. What are you passionate about?" When the real question is, "What is God putting you in position for in order to fulfill the purpose that we are called to fulfill as the body, as the church, in order to unify and bring everybody together?" It, it's huge. You know, back in the last months where we were talking about grow, we did talk about the importance of finding out what you're passionate about. Again, that is a tool. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. a tool used towards the common purpose. Yep, that's right. And, and not to confuse it, we're not contradicting what we said, you know, a month ago. It's definitely just a tool to help you identify where God wants you to really be used. And uh, what you were passionate about now you didn't really know as a need back when you were 18. Absolutely. Right? Yep. You were more passionate about trying to keep 80s hair alive, you know, and <laughs> and things change. Things, yes. things change um, yes, as you yes. get older. So I think there's a lot of truth about, as individuals, your identity being grounded in who he has called you to be, who he's That's defined right. you to be, what purpose has he placed on your life. Now, ultimately, it's the same purpose for each one of us. Yep. I mean, if you go back to Matthew 28, 19 and 20, this is a mandate for every single believer. Wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them name in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them faithfully. Follow all that I've commanded you and never forget that I'm with you every day, even to the completion of this age. That is each believer's purpose. Yep. Now, the way God will use you to accomplish this is going to look different. It's going to be unique to you. You know, your your gift sets, your passion areas, your personalities, those are all just tools to the common good. And we need to esteem what God is doing in other people. 
you know, encouraging them. And, but the big deal is to encourage people towards their purpose and not, um, even in our well-meaning words to build up, um, their strength is their identity. Yep. You know, you are such a great, great teacher. I did a lot of years working with geriatrics and patients who had had strokes and these were some powerful teachers. You know, and so now you lose their ability to speak. Have they lost their identity? Hmm. No, your mm-hmm. purpose is still the same. And, I'm, and I would run into believers at the hospital and and I'd be like, can you still pray? And they would nod, mm. right, their head. I said, well, then your job is to pray. Mm. Pray mm. with the understanding that you have, you know, that mm. God will move in your family's lives. And so ultimately your purpose um, can be uh, completed even if you lose body functions, right, you can still accomplish your purpose that God has for you until the completion of this age. That's right. That's right. And I think one more thing, uh, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but one more thing. I think it's interesting and uh, important that when we see uh, another individual thriving in their place that God is using to fulfill that purpose, right? And we may still be wondering, God, where are you positioning me in order to fulfill the purpose that you've called me for? Where are you positioning me to see, um, you know, the Bible taught and and going out there to tell other people good news? Where are you putting me in the in the big story of the church here? And we see somebody else who has already identified that place to fulfill their purpose. One of the things we need to do, and this this goes back to identity too, right? If we know who we are and we know what we're called to do, we're going to celebrate other people yes. uh, moving in their purpose. Yep. This all goes back to the identity piece, really, so we can kind of tie it back in at the end here. It's very easy for us if we don't know who we are in Christ and we don't understand that we have a common purpose as the church then there's that little thing that, you know, jealousy, bitterness, all that kind of stuff that we've talked about in other episodes can come up because we're like, God, well, what about me? Like I'm called for the same purpose and and I'm waiting here for you to point out a direction for me. What about me for right now? Kind of like what you just said, you do what you're called to do where you are at the moment. But we need to be celebrating each other's uh, positions in order to work out the purpose. That's where the unity comes in. You know, as opposed to if we're all working for the same purpose, then we celebrate the advances that other people have been able, God has used them to advance the kingdom and not look around and say, well, what about me? What about me? That goes back to division rather than unity. When we're all working for the purpose and of the kingdom and not for ourselves individually, we are going to see things in a grander scheme. And there's going to be a whole lot of celebration every day rather than a regret not understanding where we fit in yet. That's awesome. And you know what, Laura, that really is a great, um, like putting things in check for next week for the podcast that's coming. Uh, we have somebody um, who is coming to share, especially about a purpose of reaching the lost for Christ um, and teaching them about the power, you know, of the Holy Spirit to heal and to restore. Uh, Tammy Holland is going to be joining us. She is a counselor with Zoe Ministries. Uh, downstate in Delaware, uh, and actually they're through the state, but they're located downstate. Zoe Ministries focuses on um, 
the rehabbing of young minors who are coming out of the sex trafficking industry. So what a powerful sharing Tammy is going to be bringing to us about kind of an eye opener. It's a hard eye opener, but um, God is moving to reach that population of lost through this ministry. And talk about somebody who's, yes, she has passion, but she knows her purpose. Amen. That's it. And she's using her gifts. That's right. It. That God's putting us together. And so when you talk about celebrating how God is using other people um, yes. to really Amen. accomplish a purpose, Amen. Um, I can't wait for that episode to air because she is truly doing it. And again, it's the Holy Spirit working through her. And Amen. what I really love and appreciate about Tammy is she stood before the Lord with her hands open and said, how do you want to use me? Yep. And that teachable, humble heart is the, the golden ticket, right? For yep. the Holy Spirit to be able to move powerfully through somebody. Amen. So That's as awesome. we wrap up um, this particular episode, I, I really pray that this stuff, these nuggets are sinking down deep in your heart and that the Holy Spirit is going to stir and caused you to grow in this area. Each one of us needs to grow. Even one piece of nugget, you know, whether it's having one purpose as a church. So right away, you already know your purpose. Mm. You don't have to run away and find it from somebody else or mm. self-help book. Go back mm. to Matthew 28, 19 mm -hmm. and 20. That is your purpose. That's right. You know, for each one of us. And uh, just invite the Holy Spirit into those places of your lives. God, where have I been off? Where That's have right. I been misguided and uh, misplaced my confidence and my identity? I want to bring it back to yep. you. Yeah, he is yep. faithful. He is he is faithful to put the, the wheels in motion to Amen. course correct when we get off. And so Amen. we're just thankful that you guys have joined us today. Uh, we appreciate your uh, faithful listening and sharing and we are really grateful to be in this um, journey with you so for Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever uh, from beyond the building we just want to thank you for joining us if you'd like to reach out to us for prayer or just um, to share your insights from any of the podcasts we'd love to hear from you you can go to beyondwomensconference at gmail.com and we will uh, we monitor that and we do look forward to conversations with you. So have a wonderful rest of your week. Don't forget, join us again next week to listen to the powerful testimony of Tammy Holland. That's right. God bless you and have a good uh, week. We'll see you next time. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. 